and welcome to the In Contention Podcast. This is Sam Sider, your host, with Matt Cranstuber. Good evening. And Ruben, the do-over wrestler. What? The do-over? <laughs> what? First of all... Because well, he agreed that because I wanted to do-over? You're expected to ask for a do-over. Ruben <laughs> agreeing is the is what triggers it. Oh, I will accept the you're, you're like the dude who's at the nuclear launch thing who just has the key in it and just turning it constantly. <laughs> and they're just like, well, ah, you know, you still need two. So, Disrespectfully you know. disagree. Okay, well, to channel his inner Prozac there. Disrespectfully right. disagree. That's right. Well, you can move to Seattle for all I care. Yeah. Why don't you go get a job in, the, in a yeah. deep dark Why don't you go somewhere? make magic cards for a living, sir? Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. It's like Tenacious D. Someone, so, this is a tough cross to bear, but I guess I'll do it. Yeah, so in case uh, you don't, Listen to our show ever. Don't know who we are. Yeah, we're, Somehow we're, you're tuning in for the first time ever. Right. You're about to. You're about to listen to the episode where everything jumps the shark right after. So. <laughs> yeah. Next episode might be rough. This well, <laughs> this is our. This is our second to last episode as a full team. Um, we've been getting together for a long time, uh, in person in in my game room or uh, where it used to be. We do it at Sod's house. Game we do dungeon. It. We do it at the tea house, which we'll get in more to like some of the history yeah, stuff. Some of the other stuff. Got a couple stories that I'd like to talk about, but we'll talk about that next week. So, second last episode with our, our good buddy Sam, and it's our second last episode. Or it's our last episode where we're actually all three right. going to be in the same room. I'm moving to Virginia to start my gig at Star City right. officially. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not starting until June, but I'm moving down there this coming Tuesday. So, so you're just going to basically. Dirtle and barn. I'm going to loaf around for a little bit, uh, get my, you know, get my sea legs down there so that I feel comfortable as opposed to just moving into my apartment There's and no immediately going there. to work. What? There's no water there. In Roanoke? There's a little bit of, ro- of water. Oh, really? But yeah, it's not a boat. They didn't put the whole city on a boat. <laughs> Although it is Roanoke, <laughs> so you could randomly disappear. Uh, I believe there's a casino like an hour and a half from there. Nice. I'm not sure, though. But Whenever I see Star City there, games, to people that don't know what Star City is, they're like... Oh, that must be a casino. Right. Like, they see the shirt, like, over the hoodie, and they'll be like, where's that casino? And I'm like, right, well, right. it's not funny really. Story. And I don't even want to talk about it, so right. I'm like, eh, it's in Virginia. You wouldn't. The know. other funny thing about <laughs> Star City is, I don't know if you know this, but Roanoke is the Star City. Yeah. They have a big metal star up on a, on, a, on Mill Mountain that's 88 and a half feet tall, and they put a bunch of, like, lights in it, and you can see it from, like, 10 miles away all the way through downtown. And that's the star in Star City. Funny thing is, Star City Games isn't the only company that's thought of calling their company Star City something in, mm. Star, in Roanoke. Right. So whenever people down there are like, where do you work? I'm like, oh, I work at Star City. And they're like, Star City what? Because there's like Star City power sports, right. you know, things like that. So Star, Star City, City muffler games. repair. Exactly. Star, <laughs> Star City gynecology. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of Star City taxi service, Star City boxing, you know. <laughs> I don't Man, know if any okay. of those exist. All right, so here's here's what you need to do for me. I'm going to send you down with a hundred dollars. I want you to buy me all the crazy. It's like stars. There's absolutely hundred percent Star City Power Sports on the way to work. Okay, I want a from shirt. my apartment. I want a Star City Power Sports shirt. That's a really that good one. Event. I yeah. think that would be really. That's funny. really funny, actually. <laughs> I like that. So uh, we got some stuff to talk about tonight. Um, just a few hashtags. Uh, pretty pretty reasonable show. But the, we'll, the big... we'll get into depth in these. Hashtags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, first, first topic on the roster, we have uh, Pro Tour Absent Restored Preview. Um, then under that, we have our Fantasy Draft that uh, Wizards has been doing the last few times. 
and um, we're going to talk about teams because there's been some team discussion, uh, Trainer Fireball and Star City, um, and actually, uh, Manager Pride, there's actually a whole bunch of them. Excuse me. Then we're going to talk about, uh, touch a little bit on at the MTGO Cube that came back, and then uh, Time Trial Drafts, which is an awesome format, TBF Drafts. Um, oh, the best ha- the best sub-hashtag that's come around along in a while under Pro Tour Absin Restored is hashtag Sick tech. Right. The sick tech <laughs> at Pro Tour Addison Restored. Uh, and then uh, we have hashtag last episode ever, sub hashtag forever ever. Forever ever? Sub sub hashtag. Forever ever ever. Yeah. So, uh. Forever ever. I know what it is. If they lived in the 90s, they get the reference. <laughs> was that in the 90s? I don't know, maybe. It was the 2000s. Was it was it? early 2000s. I still feel like 1995 was like. Couple years ago, so just go watch any music video from 1995, and you will quickly. Fisheye Lens just <laughs> was the sick tech yeah. in 1998. Have you heard the uh, XKCD had some comic that was describing okay, like making you feel old? Uh, remember the Little Mermaid? Yes, I I read that one, but yeah, yeah, the, the Little Mermaid. Remember that? Yes, uh, the Little Mermaid was closer to the moon landing than today is to the Little Mermaid. Oh dear. <laughs> Ooh. That's that's depressing. Like I think about seven years ago, we crossed the point where the Wonder Years was closer to the time period it took place than t- it is today from when it started airing. Wow, right? right. That's, that's pretty gross. But that has nothing to do with magic, so I don't care. The so Wonder Years. I want to talk about Pro Tour Absent Restored. First topic: What's the format? The pr- the format is block constructed. And then what else? And limited Absent uh, Restored limited and and also Absent Restored. Yeah, yeah. Trips Avison Restored, which... Uh, 3X Avison Restored. So let's talk a little bit about the limited format first, because mm-hmm. we usually don't get too in-depth on that. Um, Ooh, that, that one to the, the guys over at Limited Resources. Yeah, they, they're... Who are both in Barcelona. Yeah, which is insane. Are, nice. now, they're, now they're doing coverage, right? Only, only, only Marshall. Marshall. John is... John playing? John is playing. He's on the he's on the program? He won a PTQ online with... Um, oh, nice. I think it was online. It might have been in person, but... He won PTQ with the uh, the Blue Red Storm deck. Nice. I oh, saw cool. a picture of that Marshall took of them on the plane, and John looks actually just looks like he did not want to be there. <laughs> on the plane? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, he was just like kind of like a little disheveled looking. I mean, maybe, maybe like, I want to punch you in the face for taking this picture. On the one hand, planes are absolutely miserable. You have no foot room. The chairs are uncomfortable. The guy next to you smells, especially if you're going with one of your friends to a magic tournament. <laughs> but on the other hand... You're in the sky in a metal bird flying at 8 billion miles an hour to half the world away. You're living a Greek myth, you know. It, like, that's, that's not very helpful for me who I'm trying to get over my fear of flying. So thanks a lot, Ruben. Thanks for sending a, me back You're months. in a Greek myth. <laughs> All right. How, training. Stop. How many plane crashes have there been in the last 10 years? In the US. Million? I don't know. In the U.S. <laughs> More than enough <laughs> to scare cranny. Like five. And they're all private. Right. All private they're all private. They're all itty bitty. Seven forty seven chaps are not things. falling out of the sky. It's something like I, the, the statistic I heard was something like eleven thousand people in the last decade have been in plane crashes. Of those, like ten thousand and nine hundred ninety nine survived. Stop me from having to consign myself to the fact I might die when I get on the plane. You might die when you get in your car. <laughs> you might die right now. Get hit by a meter. Every time when I get in my car. I have to tell myself today's the day you might. You're die. turning him into a hikigomori. <laughs> yeah, what stop you're doing. It. Stop it. Oh, it's so much fun. He'll so, um, the house. Triple Abyssin draft is actually a really complicated format. I, um, I have not yet drafted Triple Abyssin. I've only played 
sealed, and sealed was miserable. I hated it. And I, I had a lot it. of removal in my yeah. pool, too. But, like, what's the difference between... I, this is a stupid question, but what's the difference between sealed and draft in this particular set? Like, is Sealed is, is going to be a little bit easier from the get-go, just because you... It's it's a much more transparent view of what your deck is going to do. Whereas, like when you're in the draft, I I've switched my strategy multiple times trying to find my niche um, because like the cards the cards on the whole aren't like all very powerful, but they're very synergistic. So like, side you look like you're just dying to say something. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Oh jeez. Okay. I get five cents of trying to say that. Buckle up, kids. Uh, well, it's my room and have shots. Yeah, Take, we're yeah. taking our shots. Uh, I'm no. making t-shirts. No. <laughs> so, the quality of cards in Avatar Restored, especially the creatures, uh, is very up and down. Yes. There are a lot that are pretty good, or like in the in the sort of like, I would run this guy era, you know, area, and there's a couple that are just absurd. And so... In, That's why Sealed was miserable, because some guy would open a, you know, a, an angel... And then they'd play it, and you had no outs. You'd be like, well, here's a Sigarda. Well, and then there's a couple big flyers nice, that are nice kind guy. of hard to deal with. Uh, and for Sealed, it's it, you, you have limited options for how you can deal with, like, uh, you know, Gold Light Redeemer. <laughs> limited options. Sorry. That was a pun about... Right, I understand. Uh, the other thing is that this format, I believe by design, does not have a lot of instant speed removal. Yes. Uh Soul Bond would be miserable if there was a lot of instant speed removal. Right. We talked about this last right. time. Right. So, uh, there are some creatures that are just, uh, you know, basically impossible to deal with. <laughs> because right. there's just, you know, the... There's just no... There are no outs to a... Like, literally, I think there's one out to a Sigarda, right? Other I'm, than blocking it with your own 5-5. Five five, right, turns. right. Well, there's a lot of guys that by themselves do things... Bonfire does too, by the way. Oh, that that do things that you don't typically see on other uh, in other sets. I'll give you the best example. You need a miracle There's kills. The guys that like don't let you block unless you have a power of a certain... Uh, or creatures that have a certain power right. are very interesting in that they kind, of, they kind of negate the fact that your opponent has a full board. Mm-hmm. So there's like cards like that that circumvent the need for removal. So, like, yeah, sure, I'm just going to bash you with this with this 2-1. Like, if you ever want to block it, like, you're just going to have to play a giant guy. And then, like, the soulbinding mechanic, there's a lot of guys that, like, kind of incrementally build up how big your board gets. Right. And so there are situations where there's ground stalls. And, like, like can you imagine if there was a, a lore effect or, like, a card that, like, doesn't allow your opponent to block? Like, I feel like that, that, would, that would break the format right Well, over. there is one. Which one is that? Uh, it's the rare. The, I think it's the rare. It's Wait, the rare it doesn't miracle. allow your opponent to block? No, there's a rare yeah, the green miracle. And I, think that's, and I think that's, that's oh, the best Oh, the your opponent block. Not, not close. That card's real good. Revenge of the Fallen or Revenge of the Stomp Your Castle? No, the, the plus six, plus six. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Revenge of the Hunting. I think that's, that's the best rare in the set. Like I, I, It's not, but it's good. It's very good. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, it could be argued that... The, for limited, the, you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah no, yeah. but even for limited, it's not the best run to set. Like, I think Entreat is probably better, and possibly Bonfire. But. It just, the point sure. remains. Okay, like, so I don't, I don't want to talk about limited, because I don't have enough drafts to, to be intelligent. Like, in, until it's on Moto, when I can just do re- repeat drafts and well, actually understand the format. it is on Moto, isn't it? No. No, it's okay, very yeah. soon, though. Um, 
it's, 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 it's really difficult. And, and no, release like unless we have unless our group like collectively just has a lot of packs. After a set comes out, it, there's there is a lag until Moto comes out. Where yeah, we can that's grab right. It. Unless it's like a particularly engaging format, like we went we went crazy on uh, on Mirrodin, we went crazy on Zendikar, like the last few we base sets. We went fairly crazy on Innistrad. Oh yeah, we did. We drafted a lot of Innistrad. Um, now I don't know why this one doesn't have that same effect. I think it's just timing wise, just because like all this stuff's going on. Yeah, uh, you're you're moving, Ruben's moving. Um, we also have like a you're really, crying a lot. I'm crying a lot. There's a there's a big summer full of events, and uh, I think well, you're, you're getting ready for. Um, uh, we, you have a PTQ and then Origins coming yeah, up. Let's yeah. not forget that. Yeah, sure. Sam and I are getting new jobs and moving, but Granny's got like super businessman business to deal with over the I just summer. adjusted my tie. He works yeah. hard for the money. So hard. For I'll tell it. you, it is it is exhausting working full time and then coming home to do that. I, I tell you, it is exhausting being a boss for a living. Being a boss, um, but no, it, it it sucks when it's not like fun anymore, right? Because right now it's kind of teetering on the point where if I see a stack of magic cards, I sooner want to throw them through a window than sort them out. So he says as I'm pile shuffling his cube. <laughs> so um, anyway. I'm so, sure that that we will be able to talk as a group a little more, more intelligently about, about the draft but once the format so goes. So let's live. talk more about constructed. Let's talk constructed because this is where we've 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 been grinding some decks ourselves. We all have standard decks. We've all been playing the format. Um, so do you, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with block? Do you want to start with standard? Let's talk. Let's talk block because okay. we 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 have been focusing on standard, but block has always done a really good job of forecasting what the standard format's going to look like. And the other thing is that block is actually going to be a relevant format for Moto. Mm-hmm. So why is that? Because it's always the best to grind. Yeah, block. Uh-huh. Um, so we've we've been paying attention to the block dailies. Um, we've been watching. I mean, we've even said on this show, you know how good how good red white has been in the dailies and. Um, it, this this is going to feed directly into to our predictions of the format as we talk about our draft rosters, uh, our Pro Tour right. um, fantasy draft. And, you know, it, rather than talk about the format as a whole, maybe we can talk just a little bit about what our picks are for the fantasy roster, because I think that is probably a little yeah, better. That will give a, a decent uh, uh, overview of what the format we expect to look like. Yeah, so what yeah. we expect. The sure. Pro Tour fantasy thing gives the most points for picking the correct Planeswalker it appears the most, and we all three agree on which planeswalker that is. And okay, that is so first category planeswalker. First category planeswalker. Everybody agrees in, on this podcast. It's Garuk. Garuk. Yeah, and it's fair. We think it's fairly obvious. It's going to be in the the, uh, the Jund style mid range um, Borderland Ranger deck. It's going to be in the green white humans deck. It's going to be in any deck that has green in yeah, it. All green basically. Decks are going to I was totally going to make a joke about planeswalker, and I was like, there really isn't a bad planeswalker in this set. No, no, there isn't. Yeah, there's going to be a most played. So let's talk about the other Planeswalkers, because I, I think Tamiyo probably gets an honorable mention. I like Tamiyo a lot. Tamiyo is, is interesting because I haven't seen any blue-based control decks for this block, but it seems like that there definitely could be. I think be. blue-white is going to be a control deck. Right. Well, the problem is that, that Terminus is your only Wrath effect, um, so you really just need to you have to play have defense. You have to play six. some pretty subpar... Removal spells to, yeah. to really make it work, but fair enough. I, I think that Tamio is—it's just such a good planeswalker, and in a format without counter spells, that she has a pretty good guarantee of coming down on on four or five, depending on if you have uh, mana bugs or a uh, the uh, 
the mana producing artifact. Right, the vessel of endless rest. I rely. I'm going to rely on you endlessly to just always know card names. Sure, thank you. That's how my brain works. <laughs> um, so, and then obviously we have Soren. He's he's been popping up all over the place. Right, Soren obviously would be way more popular, of course, if the bannings hadn't happened. But yeah. then again, the format would look totally different if the bannings hadn't happened. But there is good, definitely going to be a black-white tokens deck. The problem is that there's also going to be a green-white humans tokens thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be I, see, I think the tokens, tokens, like the red-white tokens, I think is the token right, deck. Right, so. and then I was going to say, the best of the tokens is the red-white tokens, um, for reasons we'll get into later. But So we all agree that Gar- Garouk is probably the best, and going into the future... Garouk, I expect to see permeate several formats because it's a way to deal with creatures in green. Um, you well, know. And, and he kills Huntmaster, so right. I think that that's really important. This format is he kills Huntmaster and stays alive. He, it does, and I think this format is going to revolve around Huntmaster to a to an extent. Um, it's unfortunate that he doesn't survive against some of the three three idiots, right? Or three power idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he doesn't survive against um, uh, Hellrider. He doesn't survive against conscripts. Con- yeah, uh, tells conscripts. I mean, he does survive against the Huntmaster, though, which is yeah, super right. relevant. And yeah. he also survives against a bunch of the little guys like Mana Bugs and and you know, uh, Stranglerud Geist. If you want to make a stretch there, but so. Yes. So let's talk big guys. That's our next category. Right. This one's way more interesting. And, and keep in mind that big guy is defined by mana cost, right. not by power and toughness. So, like, right. Creepy Doll is a big guy. But Phyrexian Dreadnought is not. Right. Right. So, big guy is defined as five casting cost or more. Uh, we all have different ones. We do. So, what, what's yours, Rubes? Mine is Wolf Rear Silverheart. Okay, so... That's the 4-4 four, four Soulbond guy that makes each of them plus four, plus four. Okay. I have that guy because he's a big green idiot, Right. That also, first of all, pairs really well with the Soul Bond Double Strike thing. So if there's a big, big white green beatdown thing, which mm-hmm. sometimes there is in block. I, I remember Time Spiral Block had the uh, green white beatdown deck, mm-hmm. you know, with Mystic Enforcers, and Tom, that was Tom Rogoy's coming out party. Um, it was in uh, Grand Prix Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good debutante ball. Yeah, it was like the sort of coming out party, and, and you know, Wizards has sort of been trying to push that strategy. So I expect it to be in that kind of deck. It's also just really good in, like, the, the Jund color deck where you can just make your guy bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, having two big guys in this format is incredibly useful. And there's no there's no dismember, there's no... Like, there's no... I shouldn't say dismember. There's no go for the throat. There's no right. doom blade. Like, the only thing that's going to kill an 8-8 is another 8-8 or a wrath. I mean, there, there is... I mean... There are, there are very few options. Now, so I, that's why I, I think that all of the green decks are just going to play that guy. I just think that he's so good. He's such a powerful... He's 12 power for 5 mana. And that's what you want in this format, yeah. is power. Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear style, power. <laughs> for the 3% of you out there that get that reference. All right. percent So, power! Stoddard, what's your, what's your pick for big guys? Zealous Conscripts. Nice. That's a, that's a good pick. I, I, that's a real good one. Uh, going I didn't even with, think about that one when I made so, my pick. So, Zealous Conscripts does some cool things. One... He's so... He steals planeswalkers. Like Garuk. Like Garuk. Like, chances are, I mean, if Garuk is like, all right, make a token. And you're just like, zealous conscripts, take your token, or take your Garuk, like, fight something, hopefully kill them both, attack, or you can, you know, take your token, kill Garuk. Uh, but even beyond that, uh, he breaks up soul bonds, and they don't, you know. They don't come back. They don't, they don't repair. Once, once you have slighted, once you have fought for the enemy and slighted your, uh, your soulmate, they do not accept <laughs> you back. 
Aww. They're just like, no, we're not paired anymore. Um, you know, and I, I, I just, you know, I think he's, that... He's just so aggressive. Like, he's very aggressive. And, and there, I think there's a lot of decks where um, he's just going to come down. Like, you know, it's a big turn five play. They're just like, big dumb idiot. And you're like, take it, kill you. And he has haste too. Um, and I'm not... It's one of those cards where it's like, I'm not positive that it's the best card. But I have a lot of faith in it. And uh, Ruben, Ruben's point has, has a lot of merit. But a lot of my bets are sort of hedged on cards that will appear in multiple decks. Because I think that white-red humans or human tokens is going to be a big deck. I think that green-red is going to be a big deck. Yeah. And so I sort of chose, uh, chose guys that will appear in as many decks as possible. Right. That's a fair point. And, and Wolfer Silverheart has double green, which is not as easy to get, obviously, as single red. But yeah. it's also not as easy to get as double white, because uh, Addison's Pilgrim exists. But... Um, you know, I still think that Wolf or Silverheart will, will see a lot of... Pl- I mean, Borderland Ranger is a thing. Right. So no, like, I, a I, lot of those... Like, the five drops, I think, are more head. I agree, but it's, so, it's sort of like um, in the, Hunnel, or the Dark Ascension Pro Tour Fantasy Draft, where if you took um, Seacrum Coast as your land, well, guess what? That appears in all the Delver decks, all the Esper decks, all sure. the yeah. Blood Control decks... Right, but but I picked, for example, I picked Evolving Wilds last time, and that was that was really hedging bets, and that one didn't appear in nearly well, as many as the right. Seacrum Coast decks. And I think that's because it was a standard. <laughs> right. But we'll, we'll talk about that, because that's a, that's, I'm sure you'll make that point. So um, next we have the medium-sized creature. Well, actually, I didn't get oh, my sorry, big creature. Oh, sorry, go ahead, your big creature. I chose Sigarda. Um, there's, there's only a few spells that Sigarda. deal with them in the entire set, and, uh, or in the entire block, I should say, and... There's just no creature that is as aggressive as her. She had four turns. You know, if you have a reasonable, uh, you know, deck that can stall the board or stop your opponent from winning, she's going to end the game really quick. Yeah. So extremely I, difficult to deal with. There's like three cards in the set that deal with her. Yeah. Uh, so th- what's our uh, three to four? Cast we across? all agreed, I think. Wait, no, no you switched. I, okay. I didn't Cranium. switch. I had a different guy. Okay, fine. Cranny and I agree. On Huntmaster. Yes. Um, we are fairly certain that this format is a Huntmaster or deal with Huntmaster format. It's perfect for Huntmaster. There's no there's no mana leak. There's no like there's not a lot of decks that are just playing out uh, early idiots that can deal with him. There's no Doomblade, there's no go for the throw, there's no I mean, it's just it's a perfect format for him to thrive. And Stoddard thought Next. better of this and said the creature that's actually gonna be just Hellrider. It's okay. A, that's totally respectable. Because I think that yeah. all the decks that are playing Huntmaster, Huntmaster will play Hellrider. Hellrider, sure. And there I will be a lot of that. I think that I think that you, you're underestimating the Jun deck, the sort of mid rangey control. But and I think, well, I still think you might play Hell, uh, Hellrider there. I've Maybe. seen most most of the the decks on the in the dailies are green based aggro decks. Um, so like I just think that. Huntmaster is just the better card. Like, there's actually even a lot of four-color decks. Huntmaster Red, green, might white. be the better card, but I think that for this Pro Tour, more people will be running, um, what's it called? Hellrider? Hellrider. But remember, I, can agree with, I can see where that would make sense. Like, but, but it's, it's a completely respectable choice. That makes Huntmaster a little bit better, though, too, because Huntmaster is actually really good against the aggressive decks because yeah, he, provi- he provides an idiot to, to block guys, and he also gains you some life. Um, which... Hellrider's also kind of hard to kill. No, he is, but 
Hellrider, like, if my turn four is Huntmaster and your turn four is Hellrider with a couple guys, like, I'm in a better position than you. Uh-huh. Like, he's very, very good in, in the aggressive matchup, mirror, uh, mirror match. Like, if I'm red-green, I, I'm, I'm happy to play against a red-white player because I just think that, like, if you haven't, if you haven't provided, like, a significant uh, clock for me by the third turn, like, I'm going to probably stabilize and kill you. That, that's just my, my guess. Um, Small creatures. Small creatures. Um, Do we even talk about this? We did, and I, my pick is Avacyn's Pilgrim. I think that every single green deck, aside from aside from decks that are trying to play Stranglerud Geist mm-hmm. and Vorpede, are going to play this guy. Yeah, I can see that because you want to play your four drops on turn three, like that's, or and even play your three drops on turn two. That's a completely respectable. Pick. Getting your Garuk and your uh, Huntmasters on turn three before your if your opponent is. Not playing that guy, you basically get to get it before he does. Right. And I think that's huge. I'm uh, I'm on the Champion of the Parish plan for the one drop. Because I think is. Humans is obviously going to be a big deck, and Champion of the Parish is the human that you play four of if you're playing Humans. Green, white, red, white, doesn't matter. Blue, white, doesn't matter. If you're playing an aggressive Humans-based strategy, you're playing Champion. I'm probably wrong on this, but uh, I went with Lightning Mauler. Ooh, that's an interesting. interesting one. I think that... Uh, if I'm playing red, I kind of want to play that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that Avison's Pilgrim is, is probably... I think Avison's Pilgrim is probably the correct pick. But I really like Lightning Mauler in this format. I love Lightning Mauler. I don't, you know, you get a... When you, if you play a turn one Pilgrim, turn two Lightning Mauler, uh, you, you know, and, you, and you don't pair, like, you know, that turn four, turn three, you get to cast the Huntmaster and give it haste. You can cast... Or you can attack with the token. Right, or yeah, you probably get attack with the token. Uh, if you want to play the Silverheart Wolf guy, yeah, you guys pretty good. Yep, Silverheart Wolf. Haste. And maybe that's just the tech is you know t- being being the red being the red deck that can just survive the early turns and just play more like the big mana green stuff. <laughs> you know, let's face it, you know, Black Blue is a deck. There, there is a zombie deck out there, yeah. and, and you'll notice we haven't mentioned any black or blue cards. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, uh, they, they are doing fine in the in the dailies. Um, I just think that there is a card that. Well, Ruben, have you talked about your two drop? Yes, yeah. yeah, you I said, said champion. So I want to talk about sorceries next because I think this is the card that's actually gonna. I think this is gonna drive the whole format, which is Pillar Flame. Okay, and I have um, Pillar Flame also. I do not, but go ahead. So Pillar Flame. Well, it, let's talk about it in the context of the cards we've talked about. It kills pretty much everything we've talked about so far. It does that. Um, it kills the Huntmasters. It it does a good job of finishing off Garooks. Yeah. Um, it can. It also it, deals it, with Strangleroot guys, which we didn't bring up. Mm-hmm. It deals with a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it kills the turn one Absence Pilgrim, um, and then not just that. So if your opponent's playing zombies, it takes out Grave Crawlers. It takes right. out Giraffe's Messengers. Yep. Like, yep. that card is going to stop the black-blue decks from being able to be played, and any deck playing red is... Uh, I, I would be very surprised if they just weren't running for that in the main deck, because it can dome players. Otherwise, there's certainly, between sideboard and main deck, they're going to be for those. That's like, crazy. there's just no reason not to, especially in this format. So My pick is Gather the Townsfolk. I'm on the Humans plan for the Sorcery. I just don't think that uh, the sorcery. I, I did not pick a sorcery speed elimination spell. I did not. My first thought was like, pick the wrath. It's terminus. I don't think that that's that one be, definitely gets an honorable mention. Hey, for sure, sure. Yeah, it does. But I just don't think that that's the card no. for this format. Um, the next thought was, well, pick an elimination spell, and there's like pillar of flame, and that's pretty much it. 
Um, but I wanted to so- sort of go a different way with it. I think all the humans decks, again, are going to play Gather the Townsfolk. Um, all the tokens decks are going to play Gather the Townsfolk. You know, Raise the Alarm was a card, and it saw a lot of play back, you know, in Mirrodin, original Mirrodin. And uh, I think that Gather the Townsfolk is just a fine card to have in your deck. Like, if you want to be aggressive... Be aggressive. Well, one card that we talked about, I think oh, it was last way. week. Uh, just to point that out, so if you want to play red, white, human tokens, yeah, June card is really awesome in that. What? Hellrider. Hellrider's good in human tokens. That's true. So if I don't, I think this is probably more in standard. But we talked about this um, at least after our last uh, cube draft. Uh, was the blue two draw spell for each human you control? Yes. Um, mass appeal. Mass appeal. That, that <coughs> was rave reviews uh, during the pre-release. And then we've talked to people that um, have played Blue White Humans, and that seems like a really natural fit for that deck. My issue with that card is that Tamio already does that, basically. But, um, I mean, I can see I can see how... I don't know if it's a four-of, is my main concern. No, prob- um, pro- so probably So that's why not. it's not our pick. But, but, but let's, let's be honest. This format does not have a lot of card draw. Like, yeah, it doesn't. It, it's very honest. Like, there's a lot of combat. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, you might be able to get ahead with Planeswalkers, but there's no counterspells. Yeah. Like, there's there's not going to be a lot of Snapcasters getting thrown around unless... Well, yeah, you notice none of us picked Snapcaster for the small guy. No. No. Yeah, there's just not enough to really make him... No if, there was like a, if there was, like, a... No one picked Delver Secrets. Like, this is Well, right, because this is not a... It's not a Delver format. It does yeah. not seem like a Delver format. It seems like the, the objectively powerful cards are red and white. Yes. And a few green cards in there. Yeah. You know, I... It, I can't imagine, like I mean, I, I guess I can imagine it, but I, it, it, it it's hard for me, hard for me to imagine a deck where you're like, I want to play Snapcaster and uh, Delver in this format, right? Because there's, I mean, there's Thought Scour, and that's basically it. Like, there's no Mana Leak, right. there's no Gitaxian Probe. This is just none of that, and like, just everything's been able to block guys to like, right. draft, like, I don't know, and even, so swords. I mean, Delver even gets outclassed a lot, but you know. I think that the, the blue-white humans deck that has Delver in it is pretty much the only deck that's going to have Delver because it also has Gathered the Townsfolk and like Midnight Haunting. And yeah, like I, I think it's hard to justify playing blue-white humans right now because I think blue uh, white red is just so much better. Well, yeah. Well, the next category is actually a little bit tricky um, because collectively we didn't think that there was anything that that stood out as being playable, which is the enchantment category. Right. This um, is- and this will lend itself like if you're going to play blue-white. Then I, my pick is Spectral Flight for this category. Right. Um, because, you know, if you're playing Blue White, you're playing Geist, you know, you want to put it on a Geist, basically. Or you want to put it on an Invisible Stone. And, like, what beats that? What the heck? If you went turn three Geist of St. Trap, turn four that, like... It's very difficult to beat that. I mean, they would have to play Sigarda, or they would have to play Barter and Blood. They have like, three, turn, quickly, three right? turns to kill yeah. you, and, exactly. you, and you win it off two cards. I mean, and that's... Yeah. I'm going to actually change my pick. Because I was thinking it was the um, the enchantment that uh, favorable wins. Oh, okay, yeah. The, and, the plus one plus one to flyers. I think I'm going to go with dead weight. Ah, but that's a dead weight is a real good choice. I like that. If there is a black deck, they're going to be playing four dead weights. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I like that pick. So my pick is it's a risky pick for the for the fantasy draft because I don't think that it's going to be out in droves. But in a format with no counterspells, Heartless Summoning is really, yeah, that's true. really good. Like we, I haven't seen any Having Little Lich Heartless Summoning decks, but there are professional Magic players out there that are definitely going to brew it. 
and it's prob- it might be good enough. How much is that uh, the guy who, when he enters the battlefield, do you have morbid, you put a 2-2 in a play? Wake so Dancer? He yeah. costs two colorless and a black. Man, is there a way to go infinite with that? With with Wake Dancer? Yeah. No, he's a 2-2. Two, two. You would need two hearts. No, no, you, well, you, what you would need is um, uh, a, a creature that has a sack ability that does something re- like... Right, know. it does something relevant. Right. Um, so, like yeah. a, well, like a Grim Grim, but I guess you can just... The thing about that card is... You can go infinite with Grim Grim with a Grave Crawler yeah. and Rooftop Storm, so... Well, in a format without cards like Titans... Master Worm. I mean, that, let's think about that deck. Right. Songs worm Coil Lockroom. Engine. Yeah, it's missing a lot of the things, that, the tools that you want. But you could just run it in like a rock type deck where right. maybe your creatures are Wolfield, Silverheart. Right. The thing uh, about that Thorpe deck. Heed. The thing about that deck is you have uh, the Vessel of Endless Rest, so you can cast anything from your opponent's graveyard. So like it's very you know and that or, de- or Lich. or have well that's what I'm saying Havengul Lich in play and you have Vessel you can cast a Zell's Conscript. It's all it's Vessel. Wessel? Wessel. Nuclear Wessel? Yes. Wessel of Endless Dead? Fine. <laughs> so, Nuclear Wessel is going to be in that deck, and you can take white creatures and red creatures and things like that. So, I mean, I can see that happening. It's a risky pick, though. Because it's equally possible yeah. that no one's going to play it. it. It could be that everybody's scrambling around trying to get in their 10 bucks on site, or nobody cares and no one right. does it. Exactly. It's hard to say. But, but, but it is worth mentioning... There is very there are going to be very few people playing naturalizes in their sideboard. Yeah, uh, because the next category we we may as well not even talk about which is artifacts. There's artifacts. There's there's like there's two artifacts. Yeah. You can pick nuclear Weissel or Runechanter's <laughs> Pike, and I picked Runechanter's Pike. I picked Pike just for, just for value. Whatever, yeah, I Weisseled. You Weisseled? Yeah, Weisseled's probably the correct pick because there just aren't any decks you want to put Pike in, but. There's also not really any decks you want to put any artifacts in. This is well, like, I mean, if there is any kind of control deck, it's going to have West. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I'm just not sure that there's going to be any control decks. But like that said, that card's not getting disenchanted. Your Heartless Summoning not getting disenchanted. Right. Your Runechanter's Pike never ever. If getting I'm playing, and there's no there's no Cynic Slimes or anything like that in the format. There's no guys that that enter the battlefield to. The control. only thing that there is is the is the dude that flips to destroy artifacts, and that doesn't even destroy enchantments. The, the the werewolf? Yeah, gotcha. Do you know what I want to play now? What do you want to play now? Uh, I want to make the... Uh, essentially, it's the uh, Lightning Rift deck of the format. Uh-huh. Which Where is you... the Burning Vengeance deck? No. 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 Okay. What you play is the... Uh, um, uh, is Vigilante Justice, I think it is. Vigilante, yeah, Vigilante Justice. Okay. It's a, an enchantment for three and a red. Whenever a human enters battle under, under your control, you do one to something. And you play blue-red with that. Okay. So you get... Um, or you can play white red. I play the ritual and yeah. no, no. I was actually thinking more like uh, casting a snapcaster mage on your um, Thatcher revolt. Oh god, bing, 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 <laughs> that's bing, bing, amazing. Bing. There is a combo deck in this format. I forgot to mention there's a white red combo deck that revolves around midnight. Card. It revolves around nine cards. Right. So you have midnight card to two three for two colors and a white. You probably last picked it. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, untap midnight card. Okay. So what you do with this is you either enchant it with the uh, two colors and a red enchantment that says this creature gains haste and tap deal of damage. Or you enchant it with dual casting, which is the pay a red and tap, copy target, instant or sorcery spell you control. Yeah. And then you copy Thatcher's Revolts, Brimstone Things, or the, the Brightstone Ritual or Brimstone Ritual, and uh, uh, Gather the Townsfolk. And Increasing Devotion is also in that deck. <laughs> and you just put on all these triggers on your Midnight Guard, and you combo people off. How fantastic is that? It's it is fantastic. It's pretty fun. 
So I don't know if it's if it's good for the format. And that deck also runs Vigilante Justice as just another you know thing. Yeah. So like I don't expect that deck to take off, but it would be nice. It would be so cool if there was a white red human token based combo deck. <laughs> well, speaking of white red, our last category in the fantasy draft is land, and my vote is Cliff Retreat. Right, which is the white red M10 duel. I think. I mean. I think that the decks that are playing green red, which is my my pick of the choice, my pick of the term is going to be green red. I think a lot of them are just going to be in Naya anyway because the opportunity cost of playing Avacyn's Pilgrim and Cliffstopper Tree. Yes, yeah, exactly. Is very low. Is low. Sure. Um, so my my pick is that, and I also I also just think that the the sheer power of red white in this format, it the format is going to be really really fast um, to the point where I don't I don't even know if I would sleeve up. Any blue cards. I, I don't know that there's any benefit to playing blue in this, in this format at all. Right. As the Pro Tour is uh, uh, top eight, it's just nothing but islands. Sure. It's nothing but devastation times and happened, ravens. The, the only way would be is if there was a lot of like heartless summoning, or it would be a support color in a zombie deck. There, there. I would, I would put the the number of blue decks in the top eight over under at one point five. I'd probably take the under on that, but I'm hoping for the over. I would take the under on that. Because, you know, the best Heartless Summoning having Glitch target is de- is a, a Deadeye Navigator, since you can blink Mist Ravens and whatever. So, yeah, that would be very interesting. Good good, good caller. That yeah. would be pretty good. So my land is Evolving Wilds, mm-hmm. because I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> and, I've, and I'm just going to pick Evolving Wilds for every Pro Tour. Apparently. I'm just going to put that on shirt. I yeah. think I'm going to go with uh, Cliff Up Street, too. All right. I mean, it's I was thinking wild, better than Evolving but... Wilds. Because Evolving Wilds isn't really that good for the aggro deck. Like, it doesn't yeah. really do what you want. I'm betting on Evolving Wilds in, like, the Jund deck and, like, the four-color monstrosities. You yeah. know? So, I don't know. Now, if you want a sneak peek at the format and you're listening to this tonight, the Pro Tour, uh, it's about <clears throat> 9, 8, 9 p.m. on... Thursday, the Pro Tour starts in about 10 hours. Yeah. Um, 9, 10 hours from now. Yeah, yeah. And like there's that. coverage It's online. 3 in the morning. Eastern time. Oh, really? The, oh. the ticker, we just filled out the thing, the ticker said it was like 10 hours away. Either way, it's very brief. It's, it's super soon. By the time you hear this, this the coverage is happening. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how how much we're going to be seeing deck text or deck list, but if you want to just, like, get an idea, um, just type in Google uh, MTGO What's Happening, and yes. it's the first page it takes you to is just a big, long list that shows all of the daily events that run. It has standard, you know, modern block, whatever, sure. and uh, and that's a really, really good resource. That's a really good resource. Yeah. There's also a um, uh, um, uh, Flores, Mike, Mike Flores? Is that his name? Michael, Michael Mike J? Flores, yeah. Sorry, I've just blanked in my I'm head. Like, you've talked about like, Flores. <laughs> I know, and in my head I'm like, it's not Edgar, it's the other one that's named Flores. Oscar. Anyway, he had, Flores had a really good write-up on the um, uh, on the mothership about some of the decks that are in block. Um, and so, like, there's, like, he has a rundown on six or seven of the decks, and he does a good job of ex- trying to explain the format. So that's another good resource if you want to read an article about it. And, and you may say, why, like, why do I care? Um, and not necessarily with the Pro Tour. I, I believe right. anybody not, listening to the I'm show I'm not at the Pro Tour. Why do I care about Block? Yeah, I, 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 again, Block is going to forecast very well into what life is going to look like next fall. Yep. Obviously, we're going to have a new um, M set, and 13's coming out in a month. Uh, and we're going to have a new base set. But it's still, like, the cards that are good here, especially, like, the, the Tier 1 cards, you're going to see those all over the place. Garouk, yeah. Relentless, 
you are going to see. I'm sorry, is it Garrick? Garrick Relentless. Yeah, Garrick, Garrick Relentless. You're going to see that guy for a long time. Like I think that Absolutely. he wasn't very good in standard, but he's very good in block, and I think he'll be very good in new standard, yeah. depending on what we see. So, um, let's talk about teams a little bit. Let's go. To, let's go to hashtag Sick Tech. Right. Um, so, for those of you that don't know. Uh, one of the teams that we'll talk about all the teams, but one of the teams and one of the best known teams is Channel Fireball. Right. Channel Fireball has a has the the stable that has the biggest horses basically in it. Uh, it has LSV, it has Ocho, uh, Raptor PV. Oh, the Ocho is the number two person you met. Well, I just just thinking of people that I right. recognize. Owen. Uh, Efro is in that group. Conley. Conley's in that group. I mean, there's a, it's Conley, a big group. Uh, can't win a Predator game. Woods. Three credit card games down. Three, yeah, he's going home bankrupt. He's lost like twenty five hundred, thirty two hundred. Thirty two hundred. Jeez. So anyway, <laughs> he bought people a lot of dinners. Yes. Actually, especially three dinners. It's not a lot of McDonald's. It's got to be. It's got to be. But anyway, so uh, what happened to Channel Fireball is really interesting. They went to Spain early, as they typically do for pro tours. They go early, and when they got there, they caught a bug of some kind. They got sick. Um, and they are all currently sniffly in their hotel rooms, uh, most likely uh, watching TV and just sort of feeling sort of sorry for themselves. Right. Not testing. Well, I think that the, it's only like a 24-hour bug. Okay. So I, I, I think Efro got it first, and I think LSV got it, and who just tweeted about Owen. it? Owen. Owen, yeah, Owen just tweeted about it. Laurel today. His yeah. positive outlook just couldn't stop He couldn't, couldn't stop stave off the bug. Yeah. For those of you that haven't seen Owen's Twitter recently uh, and know what it used to be like, it's you should go check it it's out. It's remarkable. It is, it is very fun. <laughs> um, so they caught the bug, and Stodd brought up the fact that this might be some secret technology that they've brought to the table <laughs> by getting this bug early, before the Pro Tour, so that everyone else will catch it for day two and that's day such three. A, in, case it ever, in case that it's a, a, a thing, right. and everyone else comes in and gets sick, day two... They're all going to be immune. In case there's an epidemic. It's so genius. It's crazy. Um, it's an engineered play so is what it is. Let, I want to talk about something that's been in the, the presses this week uh, a lot, which is Star City has come out and made two teams. Well, Star City didn't make the teams. The players made the teams. Sure. And Star City was like, this is an advertising point we can do. And they're correct. So, you know, it's not like they, they chose these teams just for pure value, but everyone else chose the teams. They're, but they're, they're, spon- they're sponsoring these guys. Right. So the teams that they have are uh, officially called StarCityGames.com Black and right. StarCityGames.com Blue or SCG Blue, SCG Black. Right. The, the hashtags are SCG Blue and SCG Black. And um, so they're two very different teams. Yes. Very different um, backgrounds, histories. D- different in their schedule of where they're testing and when they're testing and who yeah. they're testing with. So, Very different. So these, yeah, these guys have all committed to, to test the format together and, and then go to the Pro Tour and, and bash. So um, I'll just go over the, the teams here and then maybe we can talk a little bit about them. But on Star City Black, and this is just stacked, um, we have Sam Black, Kai Boot, Chapin, Andrew Caneo, Reed Duke, John Finkel, Tom Martell, Gabriel Nassif, Paul Reitzel, Guadinus Vidugiris, and yeah. I'll be honest, I haven't seen his name pop up a lot. I think it's Guadinus, but yes. Yeah. Um, Godinus. He's a, it's Godinus. Yeah. It's, okay, so he's a, he's a moto guy. Okay. Uh, Alexander West and Yelger. Not really a moto guy. He used to be. 
So, uh, so that's how so I. So that's SCG Black. Sorry. And um, it basically they it's, it, they they took the Hall of Fame and shook loose a bunch of people and put them <laughs> on a team. Like it's pretty absurd. This is also the first time ever that Finkel and Bood are testing together. Think about that. There's a hotel room somewhere where the two of them are playing against each other, just sitting on couches, playing a li- on a little tiny table that's in a hotel There's somewhere. There's no way. This is what they're doing. They're, they're going to sit down at the same table. They're each going to put a deck there, and they're just going to look at each other. And then be like, this is a bad matchup. Yeah, like, this is a bad matchup. And yeah, I, switch I, out I, I concur. And then, like, no, set it's, another it's like, deck up. Uh, have you seen The Hero? Yes. Where uh, the the main character, who's I don't think ever is given a name, right? Played by Jet Li. Jet Li. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And, he's, yeah. and him and this other guy, they just stare at each other for a while, yeah. and then finally they just both realize that like Jet Li has the technique, and then right. they, they play through it real quickly. But like Jet Li just like kills it's, the guy. It's, it's very similar to the end of Sherlock Holmes two, when the I've not seen okay, it. Well, they have the fight scene in their own heads. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, that's the point. But anyway, Finkel and Boo testing together. Not only that. They've got like complete machines. Like that. Like these people are built to devise decks. These are Chapin, pro, pro tour winners and brewers. Yeah, like. Chapin, Black, uh, Uyghursma. Like these are people who like their decks are breakthrough in the format, whatever the format is, and they're just amazing brains. Yeah, right. It's a it's a good combination of brewers and tuners. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about SCG Blue, which, uh, as far as I know, the background of this is that Brad Nelson and Jerry T got together their a list of their their friends and up and comers yep. to create this team to do testing and, and things for the tour. So this is really the more Star City centric yes. team. This has more uh, members who work directly for Star City rather than just writers. Right. So obviously, Brad and Jerry are the the banner mm-hmm. uh, waivers at the front. And then um, there's Alien Trazi, Chris Anderson, Todd Anderson, Tommy Ashton, Kenny Caster, Josh Cho, Matt Costa, Jason Ford, Ben Friedman, uh, Gindy, Michael Jacob, Osip, um, John Pennick, Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's, and Jarvis Yu. Yeah. So No, Jarvis Yu. <laughs> so this, this list I actually really like uh, a lot. I mean... It's a very good list also. Like, if... if- Obviously, if the other team didn't have the t- like top two all-time players on it, um, among other possible Hall of Famers and current Hall of Famers, it'd be fine. Yeah. But this team is stacked. Like Former yeah. Player of the Year, current U.S. National Championship. Uh, Jerry Thompson's pretty much commonly accepted to be the best player in the world to never top eight a Pro Tour, and he's due. So, yeah, I mean, for sure. This team also has, in my opinion, two of the best players playing Magic right now. Matt Costa, yep, and Gindy, and Charles Gindy, yeah. Gindy is. I have a tough time arguing against Gindy. He's so put so many results. You see what Costa's been putting on his put Costa's up? also, yeah. Like he he has put up some great stuff. He plays he plays whenever you see him playing, he plays incredibly well. Uh, he got a little unlucky, actually got pretty unlucky in his top eight match at um, uh, the last Pro Tour, right? To lose it, um, and you know he lost to Finkel, so it's not like sure. You know, uh, no one was, you know, sitting there going like, ah. But in, in all reality, like he played, he may have outplayed Finkel in that matchup, and he, uh, you know, it was a close match and he lost. You've also got some incredible brewers on this team. Like Alian Trazi's brain works real weirdly. Right. Jerry's brain is well. Jerry strange. is not a brewer. Well, no, he's a he's a tuner. 
Right. And so you what every team you what you want is you want to have a few idea men, and then you want to have tuners, and you want to have people who are people who are like you no know, really good at just like intuitively tuning things, and then you want people that are just like we will play magic until our eyes bleed. Right. And this team has a good combination of them. It doesn't have the experience, of course, as SCG Black does. It doesn't have the, you know, I, I think if you look at SCG Black, the average number of approachers attended has to be in the, like, yep. 40s or something. Right, whereas this team has Ossip as its elder statesman, basically. But that's still pretty good. Like, I mean, you should, you should expect to see a lot of blue and black shirts at the top. Yeah. I, I think that the... I don't know, like, what their testing regimen looks like, but, like, looking at this list, I have no doubt that every person on this list is going to take it very seriously, yeah. especially given that Star City's backing them. You know, they've, they've branded their team, and, you know, I'm sure that they've helped supply some decks. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and a card pool, and I, I just think that I, I would expect good things from this team. Right. Sure. Now, the, the reason why they've done this is because Channel Fireball has a team, right? Channel Fireball is, like, the the site... You don't really go f- to it if you want to read articles, right? You go to it if you want to be better at magic. It's not very... It's not... There's not frills. It's not really that article-centric. Not, they don't really. tell stories. Some, right. I don't remember who said it, but someone today on Twitter said that, like, you... That Star City has, like, a really good way of... T- or, no, no, Gathering Magic has a really good way of telling stories, but they don't have, like, good content. Good. Right. Channel Fireball has really good content, but they suck at telling stories, right. and Star City's somewhere in the middle. Right. Like they, Which is where you want to be. Yeah. Is you want to you want to appeal to everybody. You want to have mass appeal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then there's another team that we haven't discussed yet, which is the mana-deprived team. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about our our uh, our last pick in the fantasy draft, which right. is who we, who we picked to, to win it. Well, my pick is on the mana-deprived team, yep. and that's Adam Yurchik. Adam Yurchik, friend of the program, uh, really nice guy uh, and insane at magic. Like, it, just watching him play, you just your mind gets blown a lot yeah. of time. Like, on I've, a totally I've, different level. I've stood behind him and like actively watched him not cast a spell that I thought he should have cast like four turns in a row, mm-hmm. and they cast it at the perfect moment. Like it's he, he works at a different level. He's taking this format extremely seriously. Yeah. He's in a box somewhere, you know, <laughs> just only doing. Yeah, this. their their whole crew is just you yeah. Know, they're testing now. They're, um, he and he's he's top fifty in lifetime pro points. Uh, and he's in. He I just want him to win, so that's why I picked him. Yeah, that's a good pick. I, if you didn't pick him, I, I wanted to pick him, but my my picks. Um, another person who's taking it very seriously is Kaibu. Mm-hmm. So I and I think that it's tough to argue against the like. All-time best magic player ever. I think he's. I think he's ready to, to make it happen. I, I also a honorable mention to Chapin. I really want Chapin to take down. Me too. A pro tour. Like I just think I, I want him to have the victory. I think he deserves it. And if he has a victory, he's in the Hall of Fame. He yep. might already be, but if he if he wins one, he's in. The he's Hall of Fame. he's prob- He's got a good shot right now. He's going to be pretty much a lock to be top eights, and if he. If he wins, wins he's, 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 he's just in. Like, the only argument against him is that for some reason he doesn't have as many Grand Prix top eights for some No, reason. I mean, like, he missed by a couple percentage points last time. Right, but the, I'm saying typically you want, like, three Pro Tour top eights and, like, five Grand Prix. But he's got, like, four Pro Tour top eights and, like, two Grand Prix top eights or something weird. Like, some, some strange yeah. number that typically doesn't happen. Yeah. The other thing, the other reason why you picked Booty is because he's in the time he's zone. He's in the already. time zone. Yeah. So, or one time zone away. So that means that he's he's testing, like, 
he doesn't have to get acclimated to the environment like it's no jet lag. Yeah, no jet lag. He you know he hops a, a small jet to to Barcelona or wherever, some train or something. I have no idea, and uh, and he's there. So it's like it would be like the equivalent of us, you know, maybe going to California or something. It's not like even closer than that. Yeah, but like yeah. the equivalent of us going to Chicago. A lot of these people have been in Europe for the last two weeks because of Grand Prix Manchester. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I feel that they're probably pretty acclimated to the time zone by now. Uh, my my pick is uh, more of a uh, heart and mind pick than a, necessarily the the best mathematically. But I want Jackie Lee. Yeah, she that's has, a good pick. She has put the numbers she has put she up is, in the last like three months. Yeah, she's probably the best Magic player, at least. Well, at least American Magic player. Like, there's an argument to be made for Shuhei, right? Didn't he win two Grand Prix in the last like three months or something? Uh, I don't think he's, so. He's won one. And he's top eight. Oh, it's Yuya, not not yeah. Shuhei. Sorry, but like she's she's gotten eleventh, 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 and then previous to that, top four. Right? No, she she's like, put up. Big she's probably she's the best American Magic player right now. I disagree with that. But in she, terms of numbers, but that's not. I don't. Even, I. I don't. I'm, I have not seen the numbers to say she's the best, but she has put up an amazing amount of points in the last few months. I, I really have. Uh, High hopes for her. She's guaranteed gold, but I would love to see her at platinum. Yeah, and I think well, she has to top eight this one to get platinum, right? Uh, she might have to might have to be better in top eight because I think you need um, forty points to platinum. I think. I think that's right. Uh, if it's forty points, then she has to like top four. Top she two. has to get at least twenty one points to get forty. If, right. if, She's if that's locked what it is. for gold, and there's a huge jump to platinum. So I, I just you know I think that. I, I just want to see her uh, on coverage a lot. I really want to see her do well this weekend. Sure. Now, is she? What's the player that or rookie of the year? Is she rookie? She's no, rookie. Okay, no, 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 no. It's um, God, I, I I'm blanking on who it is right now. But the the person who it is, uh, I forget what his name is. He's uh, he's like running away with it. It's, is it the Australian guy? Who? Like Neiman? No, Neiman is is old hat. He's yeah. Oh, okay. uh, it's the guy. I remember the guy who is who's. Going for rookie, I think he's locked for rookie because he has like thirty some points or oh, something. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, but so I, I don't remember who it is, but it's uh, he's got a pretty good hold on it. He's actually in the competition for player of the year, but he's not. I think he'd probably have to win to get player of the year. Fair enough. But I don't know. Um. So yeah, the Pro Tour is going to be a amazing event. Um. I'm actually a little sad. I, I have some plans this weekend with family, so I won't be able to tune in as often as I'd like. But being that it's in a completely different time zone, uh, I'll probably just be catching the delayed feed anyway. Right. So. Yeah, they did say that after they finish broadcasting, they're going to air it again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, I want to talk a little bit, shift gears a little bit uh, into our second topic. It's going to be a small conversation, but um, this last week they ran MotoCube drafts all week, and I know all three of us. Have run several dozen. Of Are you in the mocks? Did you make enough uh, I, I didn't points to get yet. the mocks? Because you need eighteen, right? Yeah, I I think we got really close this time around. Just playing cube, yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, that is pretty hilarious. Um, so we did we did a ton of drafts. Uh, we did a lot of streaming, and uh, that was a t- that was a ton of fun. We we hooked it up to the to the big screen. And I got a little webcam, and we were just kind of like lounging around doing drafts. That was really fun. But uh, so. Rather than get too much, I won into it, one after he went to bed, I, and I and I watched part of it while I was brushing my teeth on my iPad. It was kind that of was funny. awesome. Um, so, what was your favorite deck that you drafted this weekend? 
Favorite? Yeah, favorite. I think the sneak attack deck, I think that any deck that has sneak attack in it, like, we know how to draft the sneak attack deck. Apparently no one else we play against knows how to draft this deck. <laughs> so, like, like uh, in the in the draft that I won after Cranny went to bed, a guy messaged me on the in the text thing, and he said, that's the first time I've ever seen sneak attack work. And I was like, okay. Because I had, I had at least, I had one Eldrazi, I had Woodfall Primus, Terastodon, yeah. some dragons. Like, it was pretty absurd. Yeah. And and then just ways to just get them into play. We we played um in that deck Heartbeat of Spring. Yeah, and it was just like wow, that what card. the hell? Because Heartbeat of Spring being symmetrical is actually a really big problem. But uh, it's not so bad when you could just turn five Ulamog your right. opponent. <laughs> I had it, I had nine lands in play and was just like Heartbeat, then cast Ulamog on the same turn. Like <laughs> so that was a fun time for me. Wow, I played. Um, my favorite was uh, actually the last draft that I did. I got a green black white deck. I was hoping for more reanimation because I got you know like a bunch of good targets and stuff, and I, I just didn't get. I only got uh, one reanimation spell, and it wasn't even like a very good one. Mm-hmm. But I had uh, it was like I had Wake, which is like my favorite cube part of, card of all time. Yeah. Uh, I had Genesis Wave. I had Eternal Witness. Ooh. I had Survival. I had an Ulamog. I had uh, God. What else did I have? Uh, I know I had an Acroma. Um, so it was like a three-color deck, and I had like a Basalt Monolith. Or, did you have like Loyal Retainers? I did not have a Loyal Retainer. Oh. But there was a game where I got to cast Genesis Wave three times. <laughs> oh, God. I, How many cards did you have left in your library when you won? Oh, like nine or ten. Oh, really? I was going to well, say three. I had Ulamog. Oh, because Ulamog. Oh, Ulamog, yeah. Because no, here's the great thing about it. Here's why I got to do it three times. Uh, well, the, the Ulamog helped out, but it was uh, the game where I did it, I early I went like turn six or something. So I, uh, I played a wake, and my opponent killed the wake. Then I managed to like Genesis wave for like five and flip over a bunch of stuff. Uh, one of them was a witness, so I got witness back. So the next turn I like do some stuff, untap my monolith. Then I go for it again, and I get a, a pretty uh, pretty big number. Uh, but my you know I, I, but I, I, I sort of hit a lot of spells. And um, I have out some big guys, and my opponent plays has has out like uh, ever flowing chalice with like three counters on it, and all these lands, and he plays um, Olivia. And I'm like, oh Jesus! So I have to hollow burial. But then, uh, two turns later, um, uh, oh yeah, and I uh, I also in that time frame discarded Ulamog to put it back. So I cast Hall of Burial. No, I didn't. Sorry, I did not cast it. No, no, that's right. I cast Hall of Burial, and then I drew a creature, discarded survival, played it, got Witness, played Witness, returned Genesis Wave, and the next one did it for nine. And, uh... This is a hilarious deck. Yeah, this feels like a favorite deck. This was awesome. I also, like, I had a deed, and my opponent tried the old, uh, he tried tried to root awakening kill me. Ooh. Did not turn out well for him. That's not good. Yeah, that gets lands. Yeah, sure there, does. And I got a, I had an enlightened tutor, and I had a worship, and I was playing against the mono white deck, and oh god, and like eventually he, uh, oh, what did he? He scooped. He no. Well, I actually killed him because uh, I had a, I played like a worm coil on turn three, which he face fetters. Oh. But then like I'm just sitting there, and I'm like at one life for a while, and I, I got him down to six, and that or and I just ended up uh, popping deed for four because he played a Phyrexian. Um, uh, Metamorph and copied my top instead of my uh, worm coil, so I'm just like, all right, do it for four. Yeah, kill you. 
It was just that's so, pretty gross. I'll, I'll give an honorable mention to the almost awesome deck that me and Ruben drafted. We were this close. Yeah, we needed a tendrils bagony or an empty the Yeah, we drafted a really really good storm deck that like if we had the tendrils, we actually would have just been tendrilsing people out on turn four. Yeah, um, but <laughs> that as was completely it, ridiculous. Yeah, as it was, like we just had to build like a crappy reanimator deck, and it, yeah. it did not work out very well. But my favorite deck of the weekend was a almost mono blue stack deck. And this thing was seriously something out of old extended slash vintage. Um, I had Smokestack, Tanglewire, Academy Ruins, Mindslaver, Tinker, Mastercore. Uh, no Crucible. Um, and like, I had games where I would just be like, Tanglewire, Smokestack, and and have my opponent just like be locked out. And then I would eventually get a Mindslaver and just make him sack all his good stuff. And then and then just beat him down with a Mastercore. Wow. And then I splashed white, and I had really good sideboard options for the red deck. So on the fo- I got we got to the finals, and it was uh, our friend Chris, and um, we ended up playing it out. And it, it was just it was a really really good deck, and uh, it was just it was cool that we could draft that because there's just not a lot of there's not a, there's not a good chance of you being able to get that deck in a right. 720 card cube. So right. I, I like that. All right, name one card. Not not a ton of discussion. Name one card you think they should add to the motor. They cube. should add or take out or both. I'll go first. I think they should add ignite memories. Okay, good, I think they need choice. one more storm thing, and I think ignite memories is the correct one. Yeah, I don't think it's grape shot. I don't think it's temporal fissure. I don't think it's beast attack. But those are all brain close. Freeze. I don't think it's brain freeze because mm. I don't like decking in limited. Although they have Eldrazi's in, in I decks. think brain is pretty fair, but yeah. But I think Ignite Memories is the card I want. Because this is like a lots of dragons kind mm-hmm. of format. Yeah. So I really like Ignite Memories. Okay. Uh, the card that I would like to see added to the queue would probably be just in general more support for... Oh, no, no, that's actually it. Maelstrom Wanderer. That's, right, uh, that's actually the card that has to be in. Uh, Kenny Mayer the messaged me... Like, we, we have like this long thread about like our cubes and, you know, we're, we discuss adds and, and removes, whatever, and I hadn't talked to him in a long time, and he just messaged me, and he's like, you have to add Maelstrom Wanderer to your cube as soon as possible, and I'm like, what the hell is Maelstrom Wanderer? And uh, it's this Plane Chase card that they spoiled from the second Plane Chase set, that is a 7-5 for 8 mana, red, green, blue, 5, Yep. and uh, it, it's its text is Cascade, Cascade, Creatures You Control of Haste. Yep. <laughs> And Pretty bonkers. It is just so fun to get that card. Like if you if you're playing, you could just randomly tooth and nail that guy with like a big guy, and then your guy's a lot of face, haste. Or you can just play him out and flip over dragons. Like yeah. that's really good. So you can either tooth and nail and go get this guy in an Eldrazi, or you can tooth and or you can just cast this thing and flip over. You know, giant animal, giant animal, just yeah. flip over. You know, Infernal Titan and a uh, four drop even. So I for sure know what I want to be removed, and I I I was trying to be optimistic at first, um, but I think all color hosers need to get the hell out of that cube. So there's red elements so and white. The only one that is even remotely okay is Celestial Purge, just because like I'd rather have that than Pulse of the Fields because Pulse of the Fields is like way too good. It's way too oppressive against the red decks, and like at least that one's fair. But, like, there, there should not be Red Elemental Blast or um, Ancient Grudge. Like, they're, they're, that, that yeah. card should not be in cube. It is way too efficient at 
at hosing the decks that it's supposed to hose, and, like... And there's not enough support for those decks anyway. No, like, the the one time that I played an artifact deck against the red green player that had that, it wasn't even a contest. Yeah. Like, it's way too good of a hate card. Um, and Rave Revelation just tables constantly. No one's playing that card. Yeah. Um, so th- those are my choices. Stad, do you have any? Uh, the one that I really want to see added is Contagion Clasp. Yeah. Yes, that's a that really is, good one. It, it's a card that I don't see in a lot of cube lists. It's in yours. It's absolutely a card that should be in a lot it's, of cubes. It's just like it's a really so awesome card. You know, it, it doesn't act as the best removal spell. You know, it, there are definitely times you want to use it because you right. just got to play on turn two. It just picks off mana bugs. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff, cool stuff it kills. But the interactions with it are so interesting. Yes. You know, I have seen some great things happen with it. You know, uh... Tanglewire, yeah. Smokestack. All kinds of stuff. There's just all kinds Gavity of... Gavity just... Township. Yeah, all kinds of cool interactions. Like, there are counters all over the cube. It's not really overpowered even with Planeswalkers because the, you just can't add the counters fast enough, right. essentially. Um, on most of them, they really make a huge difference. But it is just... It is like one of those cards that you draft it... And it's never the best card in your deck, but it's always really good. Yeah, definitely. Like so they paid out in, in Time Spiral, Planet Chaos, Future Side Packs. Right. The Nyx so, so for those of you that don't understand how Nyx Ticks work, um, they they do it occasionally for certain formats, and and uh, you don't have to pay to enter, you just have to have the packs. Yeah. Basically, is how it works. And so the way that they fixed the payment problem from the last time the cube was available is that they created this Nyxtix program, and it really works. And the way they did it this time was Time Spiral, Future Sight, Planet Chaos, because they wanted to get more of those cards in the mix. They wanted more Tarmogoyce for the moda, for the modern cues and things like that. So, yeah. and, and, and it is going to do a good job of that. But what I was going to say with, um, with this, what's your favorite card to open? If you're going to go, let's start... With T first, but if we were going to do it in reverse order, what would be the card that you would want to open? Well, I was... Okay, if it was Triple Time Spiral, my answer is different. My favorite card to open Triple Time Spiral was Empty the Warrens. Okay. Because I, I would just go all in on the Nantuko Tracker Empty the Warrens deck. Love and I them. loved yeah. that deck. Sure. Like, just Empty the Warrens for like six or eight. Like, Cole Stoker, Empty the Warrens, Unsuspended Rift Bolt yeah. dot deck. You know, I loved that deck. Um, but if it's triple, do I get to pick any card? No, now you get to pick your future cycle going back the other way. Oh, okay. Um, so I guess for that same deck, I really like the grit. I like Grinning Angus, mm-hmm. um, especially because you used to put damage on the stack. Um, uh-huh. now it's yeah. tons of fun. Uh, and then Plan Our Chaos. Uh, I really like Dreamscape Artist for a different deck. Uh, Erratic Mutation gets an honorable mention there because I really like drafting the Temporal Eddie Blue deck control kind of thing. Um, But those are real good. I mean, I guess those aren't ones you want to open, but you want to get those. Yeah. Uh, My pick for Time Spiral is Teleconnect Sliver. Yeah. I really like the guy. And there's not a lot of slivers. I love how he tells us to do it backwards and does it forward himself. No, I said do it forward, then backwards. Uh, So give your your T pick, then give your F pick. Gotcha. Um, There's not a lot of cards... Like in the slivers that that will make you want to go into slivers, but that guy's definitely one. Pulmonic yeah. slivers another Pulmonic's one. Pulmonic's another one. Yeah, um, Might sliver is close also. If I was going the other way, I did like the fate seal removal spell. Um, spin into myth. Spin into myth. Nice. Um, I guess a boss like, in EDH. Yeah, like there's like some really good rares that I guess you would want to open a future side like. Fencer is obviously really sure. Really yeah, really I mean tricky. there's a bunch of good rares in all the sets like damnation. Right. Obviously he's insane. Uh, he's he's like, future side. Um, and then Planner Chaos, like, maybe, like, 
gosh, I don't know, Damnation or something. I mean, there's yeah, not a lot of wrath effects. Yeah, Damnation's that, a so. real good one. Like, no one ever sees it coming, especially. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to not pick rares because I think that there's a number of rares where I'm just like, oh, oh next slivers on Khan. Get out of here. No, yeah. but yeah, but Damnation isn't. Well, we were I mean, briefly discussing. Okay, fair, fair. So, uh, Time Spiral. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> All you right. Play with that card? Go ahead. Uh, Time Spiral. The card. For me, it's um, gem, gem gem sliver. sliver. Yeah, that yeah. card. It's not the best card in the set, but man, that I love the slivers. Deck. It's a scorned villager, also. It is a scorned That's villager. Fine. Uh, but man, it or a werebear, depending on the. It, 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 uh, it, and it's, per- it's perfectly fine on its own, just like telekinetic slivers. Right. Like, well, yeah, the the mo- if you're pattern. playing TPF, you can pick up uh, poison slivers. You can pick up virulent yeah. slivers and mm-hmm. play like eight drops on turn four yeah. or something. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then if I was going the other way, it's Sprout Swarm. Sprout Swarm was so ridiculous. It's not a lot of good ways to interact with it. What's your plan on Chaos? Um, Pyrohemia. Pyrohemia is nice. a real good one. Yeah. Which is the color shifted Necropotence. Yeah. No, color shifted Pestilence. pestilence. Yeah, uh, God, can you believe that? Yeah, let's, let's put it. Uh, let's put that in green. Green, green, green. No, I'm kidding. Put it in red. Awesome. Put it in red, yeah. Shh. So if it's you if you played the cube drafts and you've got a bunch of those packs, don't sell them for like four ticks or something. Right. It's worth for, opening. For one, they're going to go up like eventually, like yeah. give it a little bit. Um, but have some fun. Get in there, play these cues. Like Things changed a little bit with damage on the stack, but it's not quite as right. bad in this set as it is in other sets. And the other thing is... Drafting TPF is a lot like drafting cube. So if you enjoyed cube, yeah. you know, like especially time spiral, you're just opening a pack and like Moorish cavalry will be in it, or like I don't know. And you have and you have like completely the, random purple time shifted cards yeah. that like the really add kind of like really a new. Oh yeah, I was drafting it. And that set I, was enormous, and then you could randomly just have a chroma in your pack, mm-hmm. and you're just like, what? No, is going I, I on? was drafting it. And my head was just spinning because like I forgot what a lot of these cards do. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why everyone how I've had such a hard time drafting the set. Because yeah. I have to read every... I'm like, why Why does this like, card do this? Yeah, turns out Shivan's Sand Mage is insane in my deck, but yeah. I didn't want to read the text. No, it's just stuff like... Um, and it's stuff that I remember drafting a lot of, like the Antuco Shaman. The, the Suspend One Draw card? Yeah. That card was bonkers in but the... It, in the just like, I'm like reading it, I'm like, deck. this deck is... This card is so weird. Like, the, yeah. there's the, the one in Planner Chaos that just blew my mind. I forget what it's called, but it's the... Gives creature plus two plus zero for one red, and it can't be, can't be blocked by flying creatures. Oh right, yeah. yeah. And because like, like, what you if you have not played Magic for as long as I have, um, I, almost every single card in Time Spiral at least is a direct homage to something to something earlier. else. Yeah. And then blue, and then the, the Planner Chaos. Almost every card is something color shifted or an homage. Yeah, like. Uh, you know, like, you know, like, oh, Dreamscape Artist, oh, it's the blue, it's the color it's, shifted it's arrow yeah. shapeshifter. Yeah. And, you know, and like my that, mind is, it's like the, the imaginary Dr. Parnassus, where everything's just sort of shifted, and there's, like, giant teeth over there. Yeah, and there's, <laughs> and there are, there are, apparently Timbermare's a thing. And, there know. are cards that are not that, like, there's the, the wasps that are, like, green and one to suspend. For yeah, the three giant, di- giant dust wasps. Right, it's not, it's not actually a, like uh, Dusk Rider Falcon, I mean, there's some, there's some, like, Basically, to me, this just sounds like a lot of, like, proper nouns and card names, yeah. but, like, to people that aren't going to TPF... They might not be as enthralled at, at this conversation, sure. so I might just cut us off from the Nanticos and the Death Spores and all that stuff. So yeah, but that's it. Draft Ballads. Draft Ballads, and you'll have fun. Everything in that set like has five lines of text and has yeah. weird interactions, and 
Like I'm playing again. I'm like, yeah, this this set was bonkers. I I was drafting when I was drafting that. I was drafting like seven times a week, and so I didn't realize how bonkers it was until right. I played it again. I'm like, every card just does something yeah. insane, and like it's kind of awesome. But I could just see being being a, a, new, a new player, player and, and just being and, like, why is this card? This card, this doesn't work like any card that's printed like it. Well, that's because it's an homage to a card that was printed with weird uh, wording in 2000 and, or 1993. Right. Yeah. And, oh, I don't understand. So, last episode. So, this is uh, our second to last episode next week. Well, it's not, gonna, not the last it's, episode. It's Sam's last episode. Oh, no. This is the last, like I said, this, this is the last episode that we will, that we will have this format. Or now, yeah, where the three of us are in Cranny's basement. We're in, we're in Cranny's basement. Uh, so that that is a little bit sad that yeah. you know that that that's going away. And then next week, you know, depending on what's going on, we'll obviously talk about the pro tour. We'll talk about you know what happened. Um, if there's anything else in the news, we we may have a spoiler card or two. Um, they they often do that at pro tours. Like since we have the the M set coming out, maybe we'll get a spoiler. But uh, you know, we'll we'll try to talk a little bit about. Some of the stuff that that we've gone over in the last two years, and maybe made a few memories. And if if you as a listener have thought of a show that you particularly liked, right? If you have um, a moment or a show or something that, yeah, or or even like something that that we that we typically talk about a lot that, that you think they've been really good, um, you know, definitely let us know because uh, you know we will be focusing on that. And then in, in a very um, exciting thing, we will be announcing someone to come in and fill the third slot because uh you know as much as two-man podcasts work i think that um we've really I think the three-man weave really works for i us. think it does i think you have a good mix of history you know tournament tournament knowledge and experience um the casual the cultural and i think that as a variety show i've always really been proud of what we've been able to do as podcasts, and we're definitely going to continue yeah. that. And we and we got a lot of good suggestions, and we've been uh, yeah, we had of, a lot of people contact. We've us. Been, we, were, we I was pretty humbled by the the sheer number of people that were like, "I would love to be part of our right. thing." We have something special, you know, and we're never going to be able to replace Sam. Like Sam's irreplaceable. Yeah, there is no one else on the planet who has the the mix of being able to say a sentence and have the experience in tournament magic and have the experience in talking with the old players and the new players. See, I thought you were going to say no one else is able to as awkwardly botch a sentence. Well, that too. I say, think we can probably get people I think we'll get sa- we can get Sam recording a couple of botch sentences. We could probably get him saying, no, you're an idiot. Yeah. And, and we'll just have a, we'll just have a, we'll have a yeah. soundboard of Stodd just being like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. You're an idiot. Cranny, shut up. Uh, block 1996. Right. We're just saying, yeah, not so much. Yes. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's the one. It's always like, Cranny's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, no, not really. Here's the thing. And as much as we t- we, we say that, that's actually not true. Right. What? Because I'm, I'm Cause he's always right. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the just, joke. We're that's just the playing joke. Overall. That's the joke. I, I was always <laughs> wrong. You... And no, we just, definitely, uh, in the early days of the show, it was definitely a lot more uh, the, a boisterous cranny coming in, giving, giving, giving my thoughts, and Sam saying, well... <laughs> well, actually, the card, it doesn't read like the way you think it does, but after that five-minute di- diatribe, I'll, right. <laughs> I'll correct you. I'll let you finish. Yeah, so... so yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have our, uh, hopefully, our torch-passing episode 
Um, and uh, we'll talk more we'll about... We'll have an episode of This Is Your Podcast with Sam and- Stoddard where we just bring in people from the past, 1960s style, and be like, guess who's behind the curtain? Someone no. says a sentence and you're like, oh my god, is that Colin Casto? And then he shows up. <laughs> but one of the cool things that's going to happen now is that uh, you guys Emma will be Carter's doing it over Skype. Yes. Yeah. And we have never really had a good opportunity to have guests on. Yeah. And now that you moved to Skype, you'll actually have an opportunity to... Right, have guests, and there are, are people who have expressed interest in being guests, but we're like, well, much you can come over to Cranny's house and sit in the basement, right? And that for most people has not really been an option. So right. yeah, so uh, it's going to be a shift in in uh, a little bit of a shift in flavor, a little bit of shift in format, but it's still going to be you know it's still going to be in contention. You're yeah. still going to tune in to hear Cranny and me. That's the reason why you tuned in in the first place. Exactly. exactly. Who cares about Stoddard? Um, and and I'm very excited about our our prospects. Yep. Um. And I just, I wish I could just like blurt it out, blurt it out. And we, we haven't, we haven't narrowed down. Let's just say that. And, uh, so you may see something on Twitter this week. I highly doubt knowing myself. I will, if we, if we know who it's going to be, I will not be able to wait. Cranny's about to explode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we, we have a few more things to talk about. So, uh, be, be on the lookout for that next week. Um, but in the meantime, like we had a ton of people contact us individually and say I'd be honored to be on your podcast and I was just like you know I if I was trying to apply for this I'd be like fifth on the list if I wasn't already here you know what I mean so you know thanks for those guys yeah thanks for like thanks for wanting like to hear us talk it's it's great maybe some people that you that you know you guys don't select you can uh, have on as guests absolutely no we've had you know writers for all the major websites and uh you know names that you would recognize as, as like luminaries or parts of think tanks, you know, of, yep. of specific uh, archetypes, and you, you know, you, they're recognizable people. So, we'll we'll definitely have those those guys on, for sure. All so, right. I have nothing else to add for this week, the second last week of our uh, current format. Uh, I would like to announce or remind everyone that the episode of Magic the Newsening yeah. is available on Star City Games. It's also available at youtube.com slash Star City Games video. If you haven't seen it yet, it's somewhat humorous. They definitely check them out. They're really funny. And uh, and, I got, I'm rec- and I'm moving to Roanoke uh, on Tuesday, and I'm going to try and record an episode like Wednesday or Thursday so we can get it up next Monday. We're doing the bi-weekly thing every other Monday. Tune into that. Great. Nice. And I'm, of course, uh, moving next, I think, Tuesday, though I have not finalized the date that I'm actually leaving. Did you figure out an apartment thing? Uh, I think I have it settled. Nice. Good. And I'll be, uh, again, of course, moving to, to Renton, Washington, uh, for a six-month development internship, which will hopefully last longer. Is this a paid internship? It is a paid oh, okay, internship. Good. Yeah, it's paid. Just checking. No, they, they, pay, they pay them <laughs> in old packs of Fallen Empires. and Legends? Uh, oh, God. It's pretty rough. And scourge. It's pretty rough. You have to so. go home and cook? He, they, pay him in, they pay him in factory Scourge foil sets. Nice. <laughs> he just has to throw packs of Homelands into the fireplace and stay warm. <laughs> yeah, you know. Dude. That's so sick. Yep. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh... Who's going to... I just thought of something. We always end the show the same way. And uh, that's not going to happen anymore. We're going to have to come up with our own identity, Ruben. Without, uh, yeah. without this dumb idiot. You can't, can't open every show with, Hello! So, well, we can. We, we can probably can. put that on soundboard. <laughs> but we can... But it's like when... You know, it's like Dan Aykroyd leaving Weekend Update. And, and we need I'll to open it with out. Lionel Richie instead and be like, Hello! Is it, Is me, it me you're <laughs> looking for? <laughs> Uh, we'll just post a picture of Lionel Richie's clay head 
that the blind girl made that doesn't that looks like fat Lionel it's, Richie giant. It's so yeah. bad. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, until next week, we're in contention. 